0: Gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk.
1: It's Dan and uh, Tori working working remote.
0: Mm. Working remote, same point, at the same time, though. Nonetheless, where you working remote from?
2: We're in Weston, baby. We're in we're in nine five four
0: Broward County. Nice on the mm. other side of Sawgrass. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Shout,
2: shout out
1: to that man. Must be nice. I'm reporting live from about 10 degrees in Pennsylvania right now. It is chilly, boys. Yeah, it has been cold for a week. We took um,
0: everywhere. What's cold? Elaborate on cold. What what, do you got?
1: uh, It is 10 degrees right now. Um, It has not gotten above 20 degrees in the last like three days. I know that people choose to do this, and this is the life that a lot of them accept. But as somebody that's lived in the cold before and has decided to come back. This is not a life that I'm willing to uh to understand why people accept anymore. I don't be so, is... man. You been outside?
0: Are you going yeah. outside? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow snowball fights and shit, or were you at with it?
1: Sort of. No snowball fights. We had snow. Let's see. I got up here on Thursday. There was snow on Thursday, and there was snow on what days? Today. Today's Monday, so there's snow. A little bit of snow on Saturday. There was some snow a bit north of where we were yesterday where we uh, did some Christmas stuff. So no snowball fights, but definitely a lot of snow, some black ice, that kind of stuff. Um, mm. But just cold. And it got, it got so cold that you couldn't really even be outside. So, I mean, it was negative 12 with the wind chill on Sunday and Saturday. I mean, I mean, that's just the temperatures that should not exist. You know what I mean? Think,
2: think, think about that. People as, as, people were colonizing the United States. Mm. Some of them stopped in like Minnesota and they were like, yeah, not getting any better than this. This is, this is as, this is as good as it's going to get. We'll just, we'll just hang out here.
1: Yeah. I mean, granted,
2: granted, Florida is uninhabitable without AC. So,
1: Sure. No, Florida invented AC. So shout out to Florida uh, for the rest of the world, or really, I guess they invented refrigeration. But um, imagine Silk having that, or uh, Nick and Silk, imagine having that knowledge of like Pennsylvania and the cold and New York and everything else, Minnesota. And then at some point in your life, you're like, you know what? Nebraska or Kansas. Yeah. Like, That's it. That's the this, this, is, this is it, right? Cornfields yeah. and cold. <laughs> what, what, if it, what, if it, what if it snowed less, but there was
2: more
0: ice? Let's, yeah. let's try that.
1: A little flatter and nothing here.
0: But you just saw free land, man. <laughs> was like, you know, man, <laughs> I'll deal with it. You know, I'll deal with the blizzards <laughs> and it. everything else, man. It's like nothing like free land. Um, oh, man. Nick, uh, hey, how you feeling now in nine five four? What's the weather like for you? It
2: uh uh we, we go to Uh, Christmas Eve mass every year. And this year, uh, my mom loves the cold. Um, We took, we did not take- South
0: Florida cold or just all cold?
2: South Florida. She she would like cold. She would like to move to Colorado and and live there. Hmm. Um, So she made us take our uh, pre-Christmas picture with our coats on uh, inside the house. And uh, my future sister-in-law was like, why are you guys wearing coats inside? And I said, well, my mom wanted to remember that it was actually cold uh in south florida for this christmas so we have
0: it's rare pic-
2: pictures indoors with coats on
0: it's rare to have a cold christmas in south florida man i've been i've been acting all out of the the norm um i got a fire pit going i've been making hot cocoa every night uh pull some jackets out of the attic that i haven't worn forever you know i'm trying to i've been wearing multiple in one day leather north face switch it up to a jean jacket trying to get all the mm-hmm. benefit out of my uh my cold stuff that i never I- get to use
2: Bought bought this thing ten years ago and I've worn it three times. Let's let's right. you gotta, you gotta get a steady rotation of, of our cold weather gear right now.
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh Sweet. man. Yeah, I saw I saw in Tampa. well, oh, uh, as I was looking at the weather, I guess Tampa celebrated its coldest Christmas in like 33, 34 years. Um I would imagine South Florida's the same. So absolutely. You know, as somebody that grew up down there in South Florida, I mean I think that there was maybe one Christmas that I like distinctly remember where it was cold. Uh, so, you know, it certainly gives a different vibe to the Christmas holiday. You know, I was talking to, uh, to Brooke's mom and, and, you know, Brooke about just Christmas as a whole, you know, growing up in South Florida, you never, you never have snow. There's never a chance of snow for Christmas or a white Christmas or anything else. And it's something that you, you look at on TV and you're like, man, I really wish I could have that experience once or twice. So it was cool. We did have a bit of a white Christmas here for the first time, but certainly having something a little bit better than, you know, 78 degrees is, is also a little bit nicer for South Florida as well. So. Hope you boys enjoyed it.
0: White Christmas in South Florida is definitely different.
1: Very, very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking very different things. Very different things. Doesn't change the interest. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, boys. Let's get uh, let's get on to the show uh, as always. The show is sponsored by our friend Alan uh, with Alan Horn Insurance with uh, with State Farm there in Jasper, Georgia. If you are in Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, or Alabama, give Alan a call at seven zero six. 629 or visit him at alanhorninsurance.com. If you're looking for life insurance, renter's insurance, boat insurance, car insurance, whatever it might be, always shop around your policy, especially this time of year, New Year's resolutions, maybe one of your resolutions is to save some money. Give Alan a call, 706-629-2888, or alanhorninsurance.com. All right, gentlemen, We let's get into National Signing Day first. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about today with the transfer portal and everything else. National Signing Day comes and goes. Early National Signing Day comes and goes last Wednesday. Uh, ultimately... Gators do not get uh, a few of the names that they were after leading up to National Signing Day. But in the meantime, don't really lose anybody except for Isaiah Walker, which is a name uh, that a lot of fans had already known was likely going to sign with UCF before uh, National Signing Day occurred. It's our understanding that he did not have the ability to sign with Florida. But right now, the Gators do sit at 10th overall in the on-three recruiting rankings, right behind Oregon and just ahead of Clemson. Uh, But if you look at average rating, Florida sits, I think, fifth overall in the country uh, with 16 four stars and four, three stars in that class. Gentlemen want to get your thoughts uh, on early national signing day and where everything sits right now uh, in your mind. You guys are both on me.
0: Sorry about that. No surprises on signing day. Like we, we kind of predicted Nick said, told the people last show, not to expect any surprises. Uh, from, from that moment on, I was expecting surprises coming from the opposite side, you know, just watching out for guys like Kelby Collins, um, Jakeem Jackson, uh, Sharif Denson, a lot of the guys that other staffs, other teams were were coveting and trying to, uh, flip at the last minute. Um, but we was able to hold on. Um, this class is just missing some top tier offensive linemen. I think you're recruiting five-star quarterbacks Mm -hmm. like you're doing with, uh, Jay Rashada and D.J. Ladway back back-to-back cycles. You got to get premium uh, guys in the trenches. So I think we're missing some top-tier offensive linemen. Obviously, we didn't do anything at tight end, which is, is a huge question mark, and we'll see how we move in the portal, which is mm-hmm. something people have a lot of questions about as well. But okay class, man. I think um, if you look at the difference between with him and, and, and Dan Mullen is keeping the guys at home, the blue chippers that are, are from are from Florida, within your four or five hundred driving distance, so locking down your perimeter mm-hmm. uh, was a good thing they did this cycle. Uh, Skill positions I think is very good with receiver and defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some killers. I would have liked for Corey Raymond to get a five-star defensive back. I was hoping for maybe some some Riggs action down Desmond Riggs or, um, <coughs> or somebody else. I know uh, Carmody McClain was out of the pitch. I know I stepped back away from a lot of those shenanigans, but Uh, Do like the skill positions. Like I said, receiver DB, Uh, one running back would have liked to get one more. We missed out on uh, Mark
1: Mark Fletcher Fletcher
0: coming down the stretch Mm -hmm. there. Would have liked to gotten him, but not not a deal breaker. Uh, I think he's a replaceable type talent, not a can't miss type guy. Uh, But my biggest concern or my biggest outlook is just offensive linemen. If we could have landed a guy like uh, Big Honcho Pancake and, a guy like that coming down the stretch to protect these guys, I would have, I would have felt a lot better about this class. Um, mm. That's where I'm at with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I like the offensive line. I hear what you're saying, so, um, like Silk. I like the offensive lineman. I like the offensive lineman. I've talked to um, a, a, one scout and then another coach. I think Roger Kearney's got some of the best film, and it's something Billy Napier said on signing day, some of the best film of any offensive lineman in the country. Um and, and then you look at the other guys, Bryce Lovett and and Naje Harris. That's a dope name, Najee. Um, and they are what the you know this staff wants. <laughs> if you look at a 17-year-old kid who's 6'3, 328, and another one who's six five, three thirty-six. Um, those are some big guys. And, and I mean, I think the class overall is good. You kept an Aaron Gates, I think he's a stud. I think Jordan Castell's a stud. Kelby Collins, you got somebody from Nick Saban's backyard who Nick Saban wanted. And this wasn't like a to the last
0: minute. He was trying to get mm-hmm.
2: it. Yeah. This wasn't like, you know, um, like a Michael P rhyme, my guy, Lamichael, where Auburn told him you're too slow. Um, and Nick Saban came in super late. Um, this was, you know, Kelby was a guy that Nick Saban wanted probably since he was a sophomore in high yeah. school and, and continued recruiting. So you're winning that battle. Um, you, you held on to Andy Jean there was some FSU smoke late there mm-hmm. um, and then i think you got really good i think they did a really good job at the skill positions if you look at wide receiver you look at defensive back you did really well there um, you're you have to hit in the portal now for
1: mm-hmm. a couple more
2: a couple more offensive alignment after you know we'll get into the transport we'll talk but a couple yeah. more offensive alignment interior defensive line help um, the linebacker room is scary thin Um, so, so the biggest thing right now, um, for Florida is this class is okay. Uh, Not, not okay. This class is good. It it Mm -hmm. hit a bunch of needs. It's a good good class. class. It didn't, it didn't close the gap. gap. Right. It doesn't, it does not, it does not close the gap. Um, but listen, I, and you talk and we can even talk about NIL, but I think NIL is like Alabama. Sure. They're playing the game, but I don't think they're paying like Texas A&M did last year. Miami did Like They're, they're. They're, rec- they're, they're recruiting on Nick Saban, and they're recruiting on a program that, that has been a machine just developing and sending guys to the NFL. Right. Georgia isn't spending like that because they're the hot team right now. They are coming off of a national championship on their way to p- possibly winning back-to-back national championships. So some of that recruits itself. Right now, if you're Florida, the guys that you're committing, like maybe they know Tim Tebow. But like they were born in like two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand five. Like yeah. they don't remember Florida being good. So they're, they're the stuff that we remember, um, you know, the T- the urban years, the spurrier mm-hmm. years, like they these guys don't remember that. They right. like the hot the hot teams to them right now are Alabama, Georgia,
0: Ohio State. Those are the teams that have been Clemson, been dominating. Yeah. Clemson. Um I don't think these kids care about hot these days. I think they they did they're, they're a little bit more um uh... Information driven, and then mm-hmm. and then NIL plays, plays a big part. But I think um, them seeing the, the Georgia, what Georgia and Bama's doing as far as getting guys to the money, the real money, mm-hmm. the second bag. NIL is cool, but um, Georgia and Alabama can also sell draft picks on. Hey, this is we're gonna you're gonna get a little something now, but um, the ultimate goal is uh, NFL draft day, and this is where we get guys drafted, and this is how our guys get paid in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was a uh, just on that. Um, <clears throat> I know uh, Darren Heitner, which I know is seems to be a toxic name right now in Gator Nation for some reason. <laughs> but um, it's toxic. I, <laughs> I, I've been out of the loop a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So he he tweeted something about uh, a quarterback uh, that signed with Ohio State. Lincoln uh, Lincoln Kineholz, I believe, is his name. Um, And he had the opportunity to probably collect more money going to Washington uh, through their NIL. But he said, I think I can go to Washington and get money or I can go to Ohio State and be developed and then potentially reach my goal of going to the NFL. So I, I do think that there's going to be a large contingent of fans or pardon me, a large contingent of players that are still looking for that. You know, and so no matter what Ohio State, Georgia, you know, Clemson. Ohio State, you know, maybe USC, they're paying an NIL. I I do think they're also going to look at that opportunity to go to the NFL and see where they can grow, you know, certainly their uh, their career. But going through uh, this list, if you look at the on three rankings, uh, the Gators end up with. Five players in the top 100: Eugene Wilson, Cameron James, Aiden Mizell, Roger Kearney, and Jakeem Jackson. Just Jackson was a name that you know a lot of schools were going after. You know, I've heard it from you know multiple coaches in the area that they are multiple coaches and and folks that do seven on seven. The thing Jakeem Jackson is amongst the most talented quarterback or cornerbacks. Pardon me, in this class, uh, definitely in the state of Florida. Um, you know, maybe even better than some of the names that were ranked higher than him. Uh, if you look at two, four, seven having the Gators grab Jane Rashada. He was their number 29 overall player and a five star. Kelby Collins was ranked uh, in their top 100. So was Jakeem Jackson uh, and Cameron James as well. Uh, And then if you look at rivals, Kelby Collins, uh, Jane Rashada, uh, are their top 100 players as well. And certainly there's going to be some shaking out. So Gators do grab a couple in the top 100, which is what you need. But like you said, both Nick and Silk, you're going to need to figure out a way to close that gap. So still a few more months before uh, the next national signing day and the one that everybody used to take off work for, which is kind of hard to believe uh, in the next couple weeks uh, or over the next six weeks or so. But I don't expect a lot of additions to this class. Silk, Nick, have you guys heard anything? thing about how many more guys that Florida might potentially be going after?
2: Um they're they're under the the limit right now. Um right. I think I've got Florida like 79 scholarships, but the 85 is such a fictional number sure. that doesn't need to be a buy-to-by until fall camp. Um you know like Billy put Kyle Engel on scholarship <laughs> last year in the spring and the summer, which is nice, which is great for the kids. Like hey you're getting you're getting free money right now um, you know that you weren't getting and it's not going to be there in the fall but you know it's it's you take as many classes as you can in the summer um, so I think Florida more so if you're if I'm looking at this roster and I'm working on a a, a depth chart and a scholarship chart and breaking it down for a little bit um, you you need to spend those those spots on portal guys guys that can come in and, and play right away I don't know that a guy. <coughs> As good as you are uh, yeah. as a high school player, that can come in, and, you know, in, in show up in, in early August, late July, and be ready to go in September, right. um, and be ready to be a huge impact for you in September. You need like Florida needs to start signing and getting guys committed in the portal like last week, right? Expeditiously.
1: Yeah, and if, if you look at the recruiting rankings right now and on three, I think there's only just a quick count has. Maybe four of the top 100 players uh, in the country not signed right now. Uh, so certainly the, the talent that you would go after might be very, very limited. In the state of Florida, if you look at the top 20, only Cormani McClain is unsigned all the way Boy. down to number 35, Florida. and that's Raymond Cottrell, who used to be committed to Florida. Uh, in- Florida missed that drama.
2: Missed that Cormani drama, which which continues to play out.
1: Well, yeah, it it has to play out until National Signing Day in, in six weeks because they had up until this this past Friday uh, to sign. Uh, certainly, uh, what FS or what Miami and John Ruiz did not want to see or hear, but certainly another six weeks of them waiting around on pins and needles to figure out what's going on there.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to add any more to the class from high school. There may be some sleeper that we don't know about, but from the grand scheme of it all, I think I'm with Nick, most of these additions uh, should and will be from the portal. Um, speaking of Cromani, I think Jakeem Jackson, I'm a, I'm a defensive back guy. I think Jakeem Jackson is is one of them guys. He's going to come in to a similar mode, play early, like Janora Jenkins and Joe Hayden. Um, Kyrie Elam, all all in that same type of ability type of guy. Um, I know we want the five-star for, uh, for uh, Corey Raymond, but uh, a kid that's going to play uh, very early in my mind, it, it's going to be very effective. Uh, whether you get a guy in the transfer portal or not, I expect Jakeem Jackson to compete. Whether it's a transfer or anything on campus, he's just like that.
1: Yep. Uh, Q Lee mentioned in the comments here, and there's something that I was going to mention as well. Uh, Florida does not, if you look at the on three rankings, Florida does not grab a recruit, uh, that is in the top 20, uh, overall in the state of Florida, uh, a couple go to Miami, a couple go to Alabama. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Are going to Georgia. You have to go all the way down to number 22 for Aiden Mizell um, as the the first of the uh, top-ranked Florida players in the state uh, to sign with the Gators. Uh, FSU grabs one with Hakeem Williams uh, but outside of that you know Georgia Ohio State Alabama and Miami I have a large share of the top uh, 20 players in the state of Florida and you know going into next year I know that Florida has you know a couple of recruits next year and they uh, you know the top 20 of that uh, of that group uh, you know locked in and they're and leading for a few others but certainly you know that's a way to uh, to help close that gap for sure.
0: Yeah you want to be in the uh, vicinity of, of grabbing kids in that top 20 uh, but I'm just going to be all the way 100. I like Hakeem Williams. I think he's a, a talented kid. But I take three receivers in my receiver room over, over mm. Hakeem, man. They're just being all the way up, up being yeah. with it. I think Eugene Wilson, Aiden Mazzell, Andy Andy Jean. Sure. All, all those guys are super talented and, and could play very early. Top-tier speed, uh, top-tier work ethic, route running. Andy Jean is going to be, I think, a contributor year one as well. A guy that's going to play right away and, and, and be like one of our top targets. Um, Jay Rashad got some targets. He got some weapons, yep. you know, uh, there's no lack of that. We just need a tight end and, and a few other things there and to get in this portal, but um not a, not a bad haul as far as skill position and weapons wise.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, so, not- to
2: me, I, I probably look at Eugene Wilson as being the guy that has the, the best opportunity to play right away, largely depending on what uh, Ricky Pearsall does. If Ricky mm-hmm. Pearsall decides, Hey, I'm going to try the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Ty Bowman and Eugene Wilson in the slot. You've got literally two guys, so uh, it's not just the talent, which I think he's super talented, um, a really unique dynamic receiver ball player. Um, but then you have the opportunity of listen. There's only one other guy really that plays your position, um, so you've got opportunity to step in right away, and if not even if not win the starting job outright, um, at least you know eat into those reps
0: and start getting some looks there in the slot. I think what yeah. is our wide receiver corps is missing more than anything. I think Eugene Wilson is gonna play. I think all these guys are gonna play fairly early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I, our, our wide receiver corps is missing more than anything is the ability to separate, ability to separate and run yep. like crisp routes. And and Gene bring that that element since Van Jefferson. And stuff. I don't think nobody's been able to run routes and separate. Uh, Gene uh, Van Jefferson wasn't the fastest kid on the team, but um, his route running was able. To, Gave him the ability to separate from defenders And I, and I see a lot of that in Andy Jean um, but, but I do think the whole Receiver court, all these guys going to play early
1: Yeah, no, absolutely I think that you can look at each one of the Wide receivers that the Gators brought in between Aiden Mizell, six two one eighty; Eugene <laughs> Wilson, 5'11", 162. And then let me get down to Gene, sorry. Uh, Andy Gene, 6'1", 180. But if you watch all three of their films and if you look at their production, they're all three very different players uh, that I think that are going to add to that group. Um, you know, you put them with Jane Rashada, You add in, you know, hopefully some additional talent from the transfer portal. Maybe you keep, keep around Ricky Pearsall. You know, yes, the, the wide receiver group is going to miss some seniority and, and going to miss some reps going into next year, you know, with Justin Shorter leaving, you know, and certainly Ricky Pearsall, there's a chance for him to leave. And Nick, I think that your take on it of what does he have, you know, to gain by coming back, you know, probably not much, you know, certainly there could be, you know, some, some growing pains with this group, but you know, Florida can continue to add these top notch wide receivers that are all three bringing different things and not, you know, the same, you know, you could have carbon copied every single recruit that Billy Gonzalez brought in. And while there was some talent there, they were certainly all the exact same wide receiver. You're certainly elevating the talent with this group. And I think that you're seeing that in, you know, a couple of different areas. I think that you saw that with defensive back as well, um, you know, both at cornerback and safety as well. But you know, I think that this this class answers a lot of questions about or fills in some gaps in some certain areas, but, you know, still leaves a lot of questions. Offensive line, there's still some question marks. I think that there's obviously massive question marks at linebacker and tight end and certainly your interior defensive line uh, as well. So certainly some big areas and then some holes to fill in the transfer portal, which we'll get into in a second. But any final thoughts on this recruiting class before we get into the transfer portal? Uh,
0: my favorite guy, I tweeted on on, on on the timeline. My favorite guy on offense is uh, Andy Gene. Favorite crew on defense is Jakeem Jackson. Um, I think getting Jaden Rashada is, is huge. There's no, there's no like type of, especially what happened with Marcus Stokes, right? If they didn't have a plan, you don't grab uh, Jaden Rashada. This could be a complete like. There's yeah. some people complaining, but. If uh, you don't have a plan for uh, or, or move to get Jaden Rashada here and Marcus Stokes, and that whole debacle goes down, uh, this class looks a lot uglier. Not in the top ten, no marquee quarterback. Um, it just looks a totally, totally different, like a totally different recruiting class. So yeah. uh, I think Jaden Rashada as well is, is the most valuable player in this class, just from a, a lot of standpoints. So that's my overall take on the class. Uh, Got to get better if we want to close the gap on Georgia. Um, I know there's a lot to figure out. It's just not only staff. Uh, college recruiting is a different world when it pertains to NIL, uh, you know, roster management and all of that. So we got a lot to figure out from an infrastructure standpoint. Yeah. But um, not not a bad class just doesn't close the gap. Um, not, not just going to say not a bad class. A good class just doesn't close the gap to the top dogs in the conference with Georgia and what Alabama did on the recruiting trail
1: this year. Yeah. Nick, who are some of your favorite recruits? Yeah, I think uh, I'll echo
2: Jakeem Jackson. I think he's super talented. Um, and then offense, I'm going to split my two favorite up with uh, Rod Kearney and Eugene Wilson. Um, mm. I don't know that it's really hard to project an offensive lineman to start right away. But, but like for what I said earlier with Eugene Wilson, depending on what Ricky Pearsall does, and uh, you know, two weeks ago at the Las Vegas Bowl, he said he's still figuring it out. And um, I don't know who, who's throwing him the ball. Um, right. You know, <laughs> you got a oh idea. we
0: know got a sort of <laughs> ideas. I think we know a little bit. Uh,
2: there's one of two guys that are gonna throw in the ball, and it's not Jaden Rashada. Like if Jaden Rashad wins the job, more power to him. Um he'll be given the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, but I don't There'll think a lot he of green does.
1: markets in your future, you know.
2: But I don't think he does. And uh and if Jaden Rashada is your starting quarterback, I think you're probably still a five-win team. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done. Five so wins I think James tried
0: to slap a little different than five wins with Mertz. I tell you that.
2: I don't think I don't think anyone's happy with five wins. You you spin it. You you can get you can get your, you can get yeah. your pizza maker on and spin that dough.
0: But it's it's still a, just spin it a just bad like a, just from like a. a, a a, a, a program building standpoint. you're not No, because, because, works. because
2: the fan, the fans will bury Rashada and it'll be, well, DJ Lagway needs to start week one now. Yeah. Cause, cause, well, not, cause Jay I, Rashada can only irras- win
0: five games. I saw the of irrational fans. Like, like from just like, from my perspective, if if, <laughs> if 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 Jay Rashada is the quarterback, you win five games. Now clearly you're building on the future. You got a graduate transfer that came in here on the stop gap. You get stop gaps to, to, to win right now, you know, um, And we got a lot to play out. So it's a lot of scenarios that we just like just guessing on right now. But um, from my perspective, five wins with a graduate transfer and five wins with with Jay Rashad, was just look different. And it's just a lot of unknowns right now. We'll see what the rest of the roster look like when we start making additions here.
1: Yeah, we, we still have we still have a, a long time before we we start to debate how many who's going to lead the, the Gators to five wins next season. Uh, Nick, Nick's ready to have that debate now, um, but uh, no, I, I think that you know five wins, no matter how you slice it, creates a really precarious situation for the Gator fan base. I think that you have some that will understand. I think you have a lot that won't. Uh, I think you have a lot of frustration, and then you start to. That's when the, the pressure starts to build, right? No matter if it's five wins with a freshman quarterback and maybe didn't look pretty, but you're, you're growing and everything else. But you know, with NIL, with the ability to transfer, you get five wins. Maybe you have another mass exodus, right? There's just so many different things that could happen at that point, which, you know, it starts to scare me a little bit about the future of what this, this staff would look like, you know, should the team get five wins next year. But Let's figure it out a little bit more with the transfer portal discussion. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. If you are looking for the best in vintage Florida Gators or about 70 different programs out there, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Dot com. Appreciate all of you guys that tagged us in uh, photos that you got off of uh, Homefield Apparel uh, for the Christmas holiday and the Hanukkah holiday. So give them a check or a look at homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. All one word. All right, gentlemen, we are going to have a discussion here about quarterback. The Gators do uh grab a quarterback in the transfer portal, a name that uh is polarizing to say the least. Uh the Polarized. gators <laughs> the, that, that is a the the word that I chose to use here. Uh the gators Man. grab quarterback Graham Mertz, uh 6'3", 205 pounds, uh, former quarterback of Wisconsin originally from Mission, Kansas. Um was originally uh, an on-three consensus four-star and ranked as the number four overall quarterback in the country uh, outside of Kansas City uh, in his um, recruiting days. uh, Arrived in Wisconsin, helped the Wisconsin Badgers to -to back-to-back Big Ten championship games, uh, came out in twenty twenty. Uh, had a had a solid year. Ends up, you know, with some injuries and some other things. Uh, in 2021, threw for 1,958 yards, 10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 2022 uh, with uh, 2,136 yards and 19 touchdowns. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin made a change at head coach. Graham Mertz decides to enter the transfer portal. Visits UF a couple of weeks ago. A lot of folks were unsure of whether that would be as a preferred walk on or as a scholarship has announced that he will be committing and has signed his letter of intent to join the University of Florida Gators uh, football team here in the spring. So uh, this should be a great discussion topic, Nick. So I don't think, I thoughts? don't think
2: anyone, I think, I think the questions of is this the preferred walk on was just like fans hoping. Right. Why? <laughs> Whether or not you're asked to leave Wisconsin or you decide to leave Wisconsin, you're not paying $30,000 out of state tuition to maybe be the starter and maybe be the backup for your last year of college. Like, yeah, he was not coming to Florida as a preferred walk on. Right. Um, I think he is uh, a significantly less athletic Anthony Richardson. Uh, and that's probably my I mean, take. I think
1: that's, that's a very I, good I, take right there, Nick. On Graham
2: yeah. Mertz as a quarterback. So um and and i think i think we're throwing jack jack miller out like just completely disregarding him i don't think jack miller wins you the sec east next year i don't think a lot of this roster does but i think we're throwing jack miller out uh, based on one performance when the team around him was essentially the little giants um and, and you tasked him with going to win um, a game against an Oregon State team that was trying to win 10. Like That game meant a lot for Oregon State. I think Florida had a lot of guys that were happy to go to Las Vegas and happy to be able to be home for Christmas because the game, bowl game was early. Um, you had two teams with two totally different goals and ideas and motivations for being in that game. And everyone who wanted to bench Anthony Richardson for half the season and wanted Jalen <laughs> Kitna or, or Jack Miller to play – uh, has already thrown out Jack Miller, so uh, I think it's going to be a Jack Miller, Graham Mertz spring quarterback battle, um, and and I think Jaden Rashad will probably go ahead of uh, Max Brown and take that three spot, um, but like that the quarterback room is not good, it's not a good no. situation.
1: Well, I think we've said the quarterback room is is not been good for. For a while now, right? I mean, I think a lot of us anticipate Anthony Richardson leaving. I think a lot of people anticipated that, you know, Florida would have a quarterback leave the class, right? Or or leave, you know, the group. Obviously, I don't think any of us expected Jalen Kitna uh, and certainly the way that it happened. And I don't know if there's not a chance that another quarterback doesn't leave, you know, for another opportunity for, for them to be able to get some more playing time but this, this, this group is not what you want going into next year. And, you know, I think a lot of the names, you know, the Devin Leary's, the Grayson McCalls, the, you know, uh, the, 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 the Pratt out of uh, Toledo or uh, Tulane, pardon me. There's just a lot of names that seem to uh, resonate a lot more with Gator fans than than Graham merch, but you know, the Gators grab them early, right? There's still a lot of quarterbacks that have not yet signed uh, anywhere, but you know, the Gators have, gone and said, hey, this is our guy going to next year, or at least well, one of the guys. Well, we would never
2: accuse Florida of tampering, um, but Michael no, Pratt... No, no they got, Mike,
1: The only school in the country that does it.
2: For sure. Uh, but, but Michael Pratt announced uh, a couple of days ago, I think like the 23rd that he was coming back to Tulane, that he was staying. Right, because um, the
1: Gators got Graham Mertz.
2: That's, uh, I think maybe the Gators knew that he was going to stay. Uh, yeah. Again, allegedly, because they would never tamper. Um, but you... Move on from what I think was your probably your number one guy in Pratt, uh, and take somebody else. Um, we're seeing a guy in Grayson McCall who Merce was maybe visited way
0: before that decision, anyway. Um, mm. when we all were like, why the hell is Merce visiting? <laughs> so, uh, they were they were they were fairly early targeted on him, and so was Kentucky. Um, mm. I, I like the, the interest in Hurts was 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 interesting as well, and then. I, like Devin Leary has injury stuff. Right. Um, we don't know like what the deal is with Sam Hartman, but hearing there's some like some some issues with him as well. It just wasn't a clear cut of like options. of who do you bring in? You right. you possibly need to bring in two guys, let alone one. Mm-hmm. And we got to prefer walk on from IMG to come in at a quarterback in his recruiting class as well. But you you definitely need capable bodies. Um, could could Merck's Grand turn out to be you know Devin Hooker or? Or the or, or light comes mm-hmm. on, like my man um, Bo Nix. If it, it, it doesn't light, semi come on late on late in his career. Wisconsin is not the best place for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. <laughs> um, wouldn't bank on it. Could be Applebee, Del Rio, two mm-hmm. Who knows, man? But was w- not a lot of options out there. I would love to see us get Michael Pratt, Sam Hartman, or a guy like that if we're tampering. Um, but just not a lot of availability. Mm-hmm. Devin Leary is a guy that's probably wouldn't get clear that Florida with with his injuries. Um so what what options do you have? Um this is the pickle we was going to be in once and then try to warn the people on here. Everybody wanted Anthony Richardson going, but you need a quarterback. You know, it sounds cute and fun when you're a disgruntled fan on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, and irrational, but um the kid was more than capable. He's about to go first round in the NFL and you're about to replace him with, with Graham Mertz right now.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Yeah. And again, you know, just, just because, you know, they're a a top flight quarterback doesn't necessarily mean that there's interest in Florida. It doesn't mean that, that Florida has interest in them uh, on the same token, right. Um, You know, Grayson McCall, you know, I think a lot of people have talked about him, you know, certainly there's some, some questions about, you know, where he sits academically, not necessarily with grades, but with major, uh, you know, between Auburn and Florida. And if Florida is able to, to do that, um, you know, and just because it's a name that you're interested in doesn't mean that if Florida doesn't get him, that Billy Napier is a bad recruiter. You know, a lot of these guys are looking for different things and it's not just NIL. And I don't think that that Florida blew their NIL load on Rashada and Lagway and other players either. I do think that there's, you know, oftentimes a certain thing that, that a player is looking for when they transfer, especially at quarterback. I mean, there's only 130 ish starting quarterback positions, you know, available in college football. And of those, there's maybe only 30 to 50 available, you know, each and every year that if you're going to go and transfer, cause you're not going to go transfer just to, to hopefully compete for that, that number one spot, you, you want to almost be guaranteed, or at least given that, you know, that, that idea that, that you are the leader in the clubhouse for that role. Um, Graham Mertz, you know, it's interesting. You know, I didn't know. He's not the guy that I would have gone after, like, in my mind. But I am interested to know why there is so much uh, negative attention thrown his way. I don't think that he's great Uh, i don't think that he is necessarily the the best you know quarterback that is on the market but certainly a highly ranked guy at a high school fits the scheme you know is you know able to use his legs did play at a high level yes wasn't perfect and yes you know certainly has some some challenges but definitely the the nature in which there was so much uh just negativity towards him was a bit surprising was it at all surprising to you guys
0: with this fan base? Nah. <laughs> I,
1: wasn't,
0: <laughs> I wasn't shocked at all, man. Um I heard the name just you know, when the name was casually mentioned and he took him taking the visit, everybody went bonkers. Um uh, so not shocked, but there's, there's still a lot to learn, bro. These quarterbacks get, get 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 on the new coaches. Um nobody predicted him the hooker to have the year he had, um do it and, and like you said, scheme fit, a yeah. lot of the pistol stuff, turning his head, uh a lot of the stuff that AR struggled with, he's Coming from a system that does similar things, so um, we'll see. That's all we can do is wait and see at this point. Could there be a potential quarterback into the quarter later? But I don't foresee us going after anybody then. Like you said, a lot of these guys are giving uh, the heads up that you're going to be the guy type situation. Um, he does have to compete with Jack Miller. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, from the bowl game, eh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Jack Miller beats him out. You know, and then that, that bowl game is not a good indication. But just like that bowl game, um, our whole whole offense uh, went through a whole identity crisis that game. I don't know what we would be with Graham and Jack Miller, uh, from a run game perspective, offensive line. We got to talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. On the offensive line, it looked great that game. So we got a lot of things to just sure up um, this offseason. A lot of work to do.
1: Yep. All right. So also in the world of – um, the transfer portal, pardon me, let me just pull this up. The Gators do uh, grab a few other names here. Caleb Banks, who I know that we talked about last uh, last time, but it is important to talk about again. Caleb Banks is going to be transferring to the Gators from Louisville, uh, originally from Michigan, um, was ranked as a the 982nd best player uh, in his class coming out of high school, uh, was a guy that a lot of the Louisville fan base and a lot of the writers that cover Louisville uh, did, you know, were surprised or were, were disappointed to see him leave, uh, as they do think that he is a guy that that will contribute, you know, certainly at the next level. And I know that the Gators are looking for uh, certainly for that. Uh 6'6, 255 pounds. I think played about 28 snaps, had a couple sacks uh, during that time. But uh, he will have three years uh, to play three. I believe for the Gators and then the Gators also, although this hasn't been officially announced, uh, the Gators also are going to be grabbing uh, linebacker. Uh, Taraja Mitchell from Ohio state a 2018 recruit was ranked as the 35th best overall player in the country in that class. The number fifth uh, linebacker and the number two player in Virginia. Um, didn't have a ton of production at Ohio State. Uh, and certainly I think that this one will be a situation that until everything kind of gets figured out after the bowl games and everything a else. a starter,
0: Daniel. That guy's a starter right now.
1: Oh, in Florida? Does. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin, but at Ohio State, uh, just 63 uh, tackles, 31 solo tackles, seven tackles for loss and one pass deflection. Uh, played just four games in 2022. Uh, but you've seen the linebacker group. Just plug them right in.
2: I mean, you've got – Derek Wingo, who just had shoulder surgery, And yep. is going to have to have foot surgery. I think he'll be ready for the spring. Um, you've got who else? I mean, I, I think you're like three deep there. Like Jaden Robinson. Um, like if he's here in the spring, yep. like you're you're going to be getting reps, my guy. <laughs> reps. Make sure you're doing your uh, your conditioning now. Because uh,
1: Scooby you, Williams, right? I mean- Scooby.
2: I think those are your three inside linebackers.
1: That's incredible, that's nuts to me.
2: That's it's uh did not do well recruiting linebacker in, in the portal, <laughs> um, and 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 if you, if you're not announcing Mitchell yet, uh, I guess we'll have to see if he gets on campus in January for spring, or if, or if he's going to be a guy that you know uh, won't be on campus for for the spring semester.
0: Yeah, um, been, oh,
2: wait, oh, was different. Shamar, Shamar James, too. Yeah, Wingo, yeah, well, Shamar, yeah, Wingo, Sorry. Wingo, Shamar, Scooby are three on campus right now, and then Jaden Robinson would make four, so you'd actually be able to have a two deep. Uh, oh, let's go a, a, a inside linebacker.
1: So, so let's run through. If you look at linebacker, linebacker
0: recruiting, is abysmal. That's a nice yes. way you know a, a change at that, that position is for us, like because I know the on-field product wasn't the greatest, and it was year one, but I didn't see a lot of improvement from the area. But the recruiting is just non-existent. Damn
2: it. Right. I mean, the on field production was you, you got Jay Bateman got the best out of Amari Bernie and Ventura really Miller. Right. I think I think Amari Bernie and Ventura Miller best. had their best seasons of oh, their okay. Gator careers on the field. That's true. Okay. And then you recruited one one player.
1: Right. And that's on top of them not recruiting well over the last few seasons, even before that.
2: Sure, but that's not on this staff.
1: Well, I mean, certainly some of it has to. It doesn't have to be on the staff that they didn't recruit well you know, previously, but it has to be on the staff to solve that problem. Right? Like with the transfer portal and with your ability to recruit, to grab one player over the last, we'll say, 12 months is, is pretty abysmal. I mean, you add in Mitchell, you have now two players that you've added in, and during that time – you know, you've lost Ventro Miller to the draft. You've lost Amari Bernie to the draft. You've lost David Reese, right? You've lost Chief Borders. Um, you've lost Lloyd Summerall, who play outside linebacker in that buck position, right? Um what do you what do you have, right? So I mean you can say it's not their fault that they didn't recruit well three years ago, but it's their fault that they haven't done anything since.
2: Sure. Sure, and uh, – And, I mean,
1: I can, you can say that about a lot of different – I mean, you could blame staffs forever. That You know, staffs wouldn't get fired in three years if you could say, well, you know, it's not my fault this is the staff I inherited. This is the situation that you're in now, right? And, and I'm not going to be one to, to start to say that there's, you know, got to be all these changes and everything else is going Bateman on. They even got to
0: go. You know, I will. Yeah. I don't, yeah, don't I mean, want to fire anybody, but just from a just, just all this is just business, and, 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 and this business you either put up or you don't. And it is not a lot. Um, and just sh- shuffling the staff around. Obviously, Bateman was a guy that we fell into. We missed a lot of our first options when it pertains to linebacker coaching. If he's not a good mesh, and he's not holding up his end of the bargain when it pertains to recruiting and also on field production. Like, you just got to be looking for a switch there. In my mind, that's what I'm looking for. We'll see how it all plays out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, we just live in a time, and I'm not a, a sky is falling type of person. I mean, I think anybody that's listened to this show or, you know, has listened to me for 10 years knows that I'm not the, the or I guess, 12, 13 now, however long it's been on Twitter. Um, <laughs> to be somebody, it's kind of hard to believe, isn't it, Nick? Um but it's getting the, old, man. Yeah, I know the hairline was better and everything else, but um, I, I'm not a sky is falling type of person, but in a situation where you pride yourself on talent acquisition and then you pride yourself on being able to develop and build a roster, you know, 12 months in and to have two additions, you know, and certainly there's going to probably be, there has to be more additions to the linebacker room over the next couple of weeks and couple of months here. But you know, where do you, where do you look at yourself as an sec caliber unit at linebacker? and, And you, you're just, you might be one of the worst linebacker groups in the sec next year, no matter what, no matter what you do, I mean, follow and what
0: follows. There's some options I did with linebacker, and I know uh, these guys are recruiting. So you just gotta follow the follow follows. We'll see uh, who they get into the fold, but it, it is some good linebacker options in the and portal. I
2: it, mean, maybe it's just not happening like on our timeline, the timeline that we want. I mean, if you look at our recruiting rankings, I mean, there's uh, there's there's a bunch of talented guys still in the portal. Um, you have to know this staff just like look at what 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 would Florida's offense have been without relax, the portal man. last yeah, year I just gotta relax man. like without the portal last year you wouldn't have had Osiris Torrance and All-American right. you wouldn't have Montreal Johnson you wouldn't have Ricky Pearsall like this staff the team understands the, the importance of the portal and, and and listen until until you start seeing like everyone wants every you know you want everyone to be here right now like right now I'm looking at that the guys that are still available they're there's a defensive lineman um, and Braden Fisk, who uh, I think is getting some USC and some FSU buzz. But like, there's guys in the portal, uh, offensive lineman, tight end. I don't think this is a sexy product to sell a tight end, whether you whether whether you're uh, a transfer portal guy or or if you're you know a, a tight end that's a junior in high school, senior in high school. Like, look, look at what the offense was, and, and if you look at what the offense was. At UL, and I'm a tight end. It's not the offense I want to be in. I, I mean, I'm a, a, a sixth offensive lineman who catches a pass every now and then.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like Mike Jacecki and the Dolphins, which is oh, just, uh, what right. a, just what a what just, a disappointing Christmas for me. Yeah, San, Sansua so many, just like, giving like, out Wisconsin,
0: gifts. It's like Wisconsin, right? They 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 run similar twelve <laughs> personnel, a lot of blocking. I mean, how many targets they they use the tight end, but they don't get fed the ball all game like that, it comes down to the seller. That's all that recruiting comes down to. We're the University of Florida, a tight end Want to put on this and be play on this level of football. It's just like I know the offense is one thing. That is a thing. Um, But it's an opportunity to play in the SEC. Uh, Like I said, schools like Wisconsin, schools that use tight ends sparingly, but they're known for their tight ends. Um, Mm -hmm. In run game, they still get elite tight ends in. So I think they got to find a way to sell it regardless. Like, the tight end usage is just not an excuse because, like I said, Wisconsin and those schools in the Big Ten, they get those guys to come in and block and do uh, the shenanigans and catch a couple balls a game.
1: Maybe we can get Graham merch to, uh, to make some phone calls to some old teammates.
0: You need to bring some linemen with them.
1: Yeah. Hopefully that's the play, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> just just, some, <laughs> just, just bring all the best players. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like who's the the player to be named later in the the merch in the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe maybe there's just maybe maybe this is the just the first layer of the onion, you know. All of a sudden, you start to see you know, four or five offensive linemen from Wisconsin come over, Wisconsin's whole offensive line comes with it, you know. Maybe a defensive tackle or two, uh, you know, some corn fed beef up there, uh, it might be joining this roster, but um,
0: what day does the window close for the first uh NRL portal? Not sure. NIO What I That basically uh, trans- it, yeah. transfer yeah. I'm about to start calling the
1: NIO portal. Yeah. No. I mean, you're, you're not in. Uh, well, you're it, not it started. Now. It started December sixth. Yeah. Uh, let me. Uh, so 45 days. So that's January. Yeah, 20th. January 18th. 18th.
2: There
1: you go. Yeah. So it goes from December 5th until January 18th, 2023, and then there will be a 15 day spring window from May 1st to May 15th.
2: Which is where you got, you know, uh, Ricky Pearsall, um, in in that second window, or uh, there wasn't a second window at that time, but you got him, you know, right Piersall. before, right
0: before fall. If you're Ricky Pearsall, you got grand grandmothers. What do you do, Nick?
2: <laughs> um,
0: listen, <laughs> the the
2: the nil deal better be better be big. The bag better be big to stay in Gainesville. It, it, there, there's a it, it's it's a it's a very in depth question because if if you're gonna, if you're a fifth round pick you're going to make six figures it's it's good money um you're also guaranteed quite literally nothing as a fifth round pick you
0: could yeah you could very well could be get cut, cut now I mean, now you're
2: yeah. on a now you're on a practice squad making whatever Maybe. you make on the practice squad fine money um yeah, probably make it. I you're I playing, think it's like
1: 8 or 10,000 dollars a week
2: there you go not bad for
1: 16 for 17
2: a, week yeah I'd sign up for that.
0: Um, nah, I'm not signing if, up for you, concussions. I don't know, bro. You, can, you might be getting yeah. beaten too, Nick. Yeah,
2: know you. You, you are. You certainly are on the practice squad. Um, you come back to dude. Florida. You, you come back to Florida. I don't think you're going to make that um, in NIL, but you're the man. You're, you're the BMOC, big man on campus. Um, your roster spot is guaranteed. I don't know what the offense looks like with, with Graham Mertz or with Jack Miller running it. Um, or without uh, your two best offensive linemen and Ethan White and Osiris Torrance, um, and, and you, you still get concussions. You could blow your ACL out uh, and 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 ruin your draft stock for the following year. Right. Um, so it, it's a tough decision. Now, if you had gotten, you know, shoot, I, I don't know, if you had gotten a, a five star quarterback or whoever the best quarterback was, and uh, somebody you like. I, I think it's a. It's a – I just don't know what Ricky Pearsall does in Florida's offense in 2023 that cha- appreciably changes his draft stock. I don't think he goes from maybe a fourth or fifth-round guy this year, fifth-round guy this year, to a second-rounder. Like, what does he have to do in 2023? I think he is the package that he is, Uh and, and there's not much to project for him. So I don't know what the benefit is of staying – at Florida, other than you get to know you're in college, maybe you love Florida, maybe you love college football. You get some NIL money, and, and you get to be featured next year. Whereas if you go and you're a fifth round pick, you, you may or may not be on a roster uh, by the time the season starts.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's hmm. a lot. It's a lot of the way out. Um, I think I think he comes back. We'll see what happens. I hope he comes back.
2: I mean, my goodness, we got to watch this team next year.
0: I hope my hope in other spots.
1: Yeah. I mean, this podcast is going to go through next year, hopefully. So we've, uh, next year will be interesting, boys. Um, let's talk the
0: transfers, man. Yeah. The the guys that entered the portal.
1: Yep. Gators do have, uh, in, in just, just one more thing here I do think that you are going to see start seeing a lot more action you know this week and going into early next week you know through uh, New Year's uh, Day I, I think you're going to start to see a lot more action in the portal as these players finish up their bowl games uh, and as other teams finish up their bowl games as well I do start to I do think that you're going to see a lot of action and I do think the final you know 16 days of the transfer portal are truly going to be wild with that I do think that you're going to. have a lot of players that are in the transfer portal, stick with the schools that they're currently at. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. Uh, But I do think that a lot of the action in the transfer portal will happen over the next, you know, 20 to 22 days here. As we go into the uh, January 18th deadline with that, uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at alumni hall. Go visit them on Archer road in Gainesville or go visit alumnihall.com If you are looking for anything, Florida Gators related, cold weather related sweaters, uh, jackets, zip ups, whatever it might be. Go visit alumnihall.com. Thank you so much for everybody that visited them for the holidays and uh, tagged us and gifts that you got from them. Again, alumnihall.com on Archer Road. Uh, as well there in Gainesville. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, we did uh, see a few names enter into the transfer portal Uh, Since our last episode, uh, we have seen the addition of offensive lineman Michael Tarquin. Uh, We've seen the addition of offensive lineman Ethan White. Uh, Certainly names that a lot of Gator fans uh, did not necessarily expect to see in there. Uh, Nick Silk, want to get your thoughts on – I don't know why I keep saying it. Nick Silk. Uh, You saw the addition of Jordan Young, cornerback, uh, originally out of Tampa, uh, and I'm trying to see if there's anybody else whose name I'm forgetting since the last episode. I don't think that there is. Oh, uh, uh, yeah,
0: you have uh, Trevez Johnson.
1: Oh, and Trevez Johnson. So a couple of starters on the offensive line, a couple of uh, folks on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, Silk, Nick, thoughts?
2: Uh, I, I think there's a lot of, and, and maybe we'll just call them casual fans that are, are freaking out, but I think a lot of these guys are – Players I, I thought or expected would be in the portal. Um, I mean, we had stories ready for all these guys. Um, I thought these are guys that would have transferred after spring, before the 2022 season. So if I look at this list and not to down talk any of them, other than Ethan White, I was really big. Uh, I was a big Jordan Young guy. I thought he should have gotten more burn last yeah. year. I think he's a dog, a great tackler, a guy that could have helped you in the slot um, at nickel. Um, other than him, like what are, I'm looking at the, the list and, and maybe Joshua Braun is a guy that could have gotten some more playing time, got, just got stuck behind Osiris Torrance. <laughs> um, Ethan White, obviously an all sec, all sec, second team, all sec offensive lineman. Um, and, and maybe Michael Tarquin, but I think, you know, with Austin Barber coming in, like Austin Barber might be taking his spot. Um, so I don't think. Tarquin liked the way, you know, after he came back from injury, the way that the rotation was working out. And, and Jordan Young obviously was not getting playing time. Right. Um, when, you know, some guys ahead of him were struggling. Um, so to me, none of these guys have been a surprise outside of Ethan White. And, and I think Ethan White is, I think we're in an era right now where, uh, and, and to say this, any of these guys can come back. Now, once you enter the transfer portal officially, um, the school does not have to honor your scholarship. So, a guy like Ethan White, is not going to not honor his scholarship if he wants to come back. Like, hey, yeah, man, we're, your scholarship's sitting here we're ready for you, waiting. Um, it gives them, you know, a, a little bit of leverage. Hey, let me go out, take a visit, take two visits, see what the market is for me, what the free market is for me as a student athlete, because I can. Go to Arkansas and see. Hey, I know Josh Braun. What's the NIL scene here? I can go to Tennessee. Hey, what's the NIL market here? And then you're able to come back and 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 you have some leverage in terms
0: of negotiating. Bad um, culture though, Nick.
2: That that's. It. I think that's just kind of where we're going. I and I, yeah. I don't disagree that going with you. There
0: with Georgia and Alabama. I think at, sure. some point, at certain point a certain we're not Georgia and Alabama, but there's such certain like you could do you can act however you want to act with uh entering the portal, or exiting the portal mm-hmm. when you do it, but you can create bad culture in your program of of, yes. of of a guy of senior senior. You're supposed to be a leader on your team. You're trying to set the foundation for a, a new culture and a new direction. Um I think Michael Tarquin, I know all these guys are friends, but I think him and Ethan White are close, so that could I don't think it's just NIL, but from a culture standpoint, when you have your seniors, like Gravon Dexter and those guys were looking for checks. We know guys are looking for checks. Like mm. ETN, Montrell Johnson, they could get in the portal and bid and get checks. But from a from a cultural standpoint, um, you want to have the culture of if, – if it's about – and then NIL went from name, image, and likeness to you, you, going out, yeah. get, <laughs> you going out and hustling and you know, mm-hmm. doing your thing and matching with brands to – to, to, to negotiating with Boosters about salaries. Listen, not, brother, we're we're. that I'm just calling it playing. It's, it's,
2: it's pay-for-play, pay baby. It's pay-for-play. Like yeah,
0: that's, that's Name, so, image
2: like this has a small part in it.
0: And that's not happening everywhere. So mm-hmm. you, you want to be careful in setting your culture up to this new era of what NIL is, the portal is, and uh, this pay-for-play. You got to set a standard of what this is, uh, just like you're entering the portal, uh, Ethan or anybody else. There's players from other programs as well. Mm-hmm. And I think you just got to be able to set the tone of what how we're going to operate. You know, are you going to get in big wars with every guy that enters the portal from your roster? Is that something that you're going to uh, start entertaining? Do you have the resources to do that? Um, So I do think that's a cultural thing there, you know. Um, Not no slights to those guys from a a bargaining, negotiating standpoint. They should do that if they feel that's important to them. Um, But if you're Ethan White, not a whole lot of power five schools get your opportunity to come play football. Mm -hmm. Um, University of Florida did. So um, from a culture standpoint, to throw your hand if if that if it's for NIL purposes, to throw your name into that hat as a as a senior leader, Mm -hmm. uh, a fan base that has bought into you as 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 Right as, as name, image, and likeness, people believe in everything you got going. So, to negotiate and to play those games, I think it's a little weird. And you said a, a bad uh cultural presence,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and, and not to backslide too much here, but that cultural presence, do you want to, if you're getting into name, image, and likeness, um, do you want a freshman left tackle that comes into your? locker room making 1.5 million dollars like do you mm. is that the culture that you want and, and right. now you've got 10 other guys who have been busting their ass for three years being like who the hell is this guy right and why is he parking his maserati outside of outside of the indoor practice facility like what is this so i right. think when it comes down to it you're making decisions mm-hmm. with recruits when it comes to NIL and and, okay, maybe we need to go and spend that on somebody on on a quarterback. That's a different position, but how many of those guys do you want every cycle? And and you saw what it got Texas A&M. They got more kids in the portal than they had in their last recruiting class. Uh, And we'll see what happens with, um, with, with Miami and the way that they've spent. Um, But I think, I think you're going to see Florida potentially miss out on some guys that uh, in, in recruiting that are, just have a big price tag, and it's about setting a culture and 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 creating a culture in, in your locker room. And I don't know that Billy Napier wants to, you know, set a precedence where we're going to spend fifteen million dollars every year on on a signing
1: class. Yeah, no. So certainly, be interesting to see. You know, certainly you saw with Ethan White. Are you guys surprised? Now, I don't expect Ethan White back, and you know, some fans are saying, "Hey, maybe he will." Uh, I thought that the way that the note was written was right. It was interesting to say the least. You know, I know that Ethan White uh, mentioned uh, very briefly Billy Napier and the staff. Uh, I think that's exactly how he put it. And then certainly you saw his mom, you know, respond to it as well and and thank John Hevesy and Dan Mullen uh, for the opportunity to play. So I don't expect him back. Were you guys kind of surprised at that? That note being, um, know pretty Mullen and and Hevesy. Uh Yeah.
0: That's yes, my my thing is that's why I don't think it's nil because you're looking at a staff that got you to play to your highest potential since you've been on this campus, and you're gonna say let me go to another campus, you know? Like we've seen these guys play on the heavy seat. they were not playing at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you get to the level where you're getting uh, nationally recognized, and um, I thought I thought the however these people could leave however they want to, but there was some obvious uh you know disdain in, in the exit, and we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, I don't think he comes back on with Dan. I think this is a, a um out type of situation. But the offensive line wasn't great whenever uh, Torrance was out. Like we yeah. seen those guys, the entire offensive line struggle to get push and struggle for a lot of things to happen. The Vandy game was abysmal. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: We go to the bowl game, but we could go to to, to games before the bowl game, games that matter, and we couldn't get any push or run the ball whatsoever. Uh, so. I'm I I don't negotiate with terrorists. That's, that's my thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just do not negotiate with terrorists. If there's a way to do everything, if it was about NIL, it was about something you disagree with. You just, you, you, as a guy that's been on campus this long and a guy that's invested and the fans are invested in you, it's just a way to, to, to do everything. And, um, you just got to set the standard, bro. Um, and Billy, Billy could be absolutely wrong. I don't know what happened behind closed door. There could be some relationship stuff that went south, and and Billy could be wrong. Billy could be right. The staff could be wrong, could be right. I don't know, but I just think it's a way to go to go about doing doing uh, absolutely everything.
1: Um. So, Ethan White, Michael Tarquin, uh, you saw the addition of uh, Treves Johnson, uh, and um, you know, Nick. I know that you Nobody had- was mad about that one already mentioned impressive. jordan young uh so that brings the total list to 22 uh, a couple of which have already found homes but let's run through this list lorenzo lingard still looking for a home Corey collier is heading to nebraska naquan wright is still looking for a home yusef mooger still looking for a home lingard Duarte- L- went to
2: uh akron akron
1: oh who did i'm sorry
2: Lorenzo Lingard. Oh, my apologies.
1: Lorenzo Lingard went to Akron. Uh, best of luck to the young man there. Uh, DeJuan Black still looking for a home. Michael Tarquin looking for a home. Donovan McMillan heading to Pitt. Uh, David Reese, uh, looking for a home. Josh Braun to Arkansas. Lloyd Summerall, Dejan Reynolds, Chief Borders heading to Nebraska. Uh, Kamar Wilcoxon is headed to Toledo. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Wilcoxon. let me just double check that uh temple i'm sorry kamar wilcox in the temple avery helm uh, jalen lee is heading to lsu jordan young nick elksness to south carolina jordan young or i'm sorry chris thomas uh, trent whittemore griffin mcdowell marco ortiz to nebraska and ethan white uh, as well all transferring Certainly a lot to be looking out for. Lloyd Summerall to USF, my apologies for missing uh, that one as well. Thank you, Wicked Fresh, in the chat. Um, Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, We discussed transfers, the recruiting class, Graham Mertz, what we expect to see out of the transfer portal. I think there's going to be a lot of action. Maybe not so much this week, but probably going into the week after. Uh, But any final thoughts before we close out for, uh, for this week's show, gentlemen?
0: Yeah, def, def, def. Get me offensive alignment in, in the portal. I know everybody's losing their score. Um, we got plenty of time to get guys. Plenty of times. St- plenty of guys still in the portal. Uh, we'll see how busy the, the visits get, and you know what the what the action look like. But get me some bodies in here, straight up. Absolutely, good bodies, not just people, not not just Nick in the helmet playing left guard.
1: I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Give me some of the talented guys out the portal, man. We'll see what's up.
1: Uh, Nick. Uh, any final thoughts?
2: Um. Yeah. I. 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 I would just caution patience, and I get that's not what people want to hear right now. Obviously, the staff understands the importance of the portal. Um. Just given on the uh, what the guys in the portal did last year. Um. Like so said, the whole offense, the whole offense outside of Anthony Richardson was was the portal. Um. The recruiting class is good. I don't know how much. More you go into uh, the high school pool, you need, you probably need about 10 guys from the portal. Still. There's
1: probably some Juco guys. I mean, I was kind of thinking Correct. about that earlier that, that Florida may go after uh, at the Juco ranks. Um, I've not heard any names, Nick or Silk. Have you guys heard anything at the Juco rank? I mean, this is about the time that, that folks go in and try to plug a, a hole or two, but. You know, I think COVID COVID kind of screwed up JUCO, right? Um, But the size of these rosters and these guys getting the chance to to stick around for an extra year, and then the transfer portal certainly has unfortunately changed the JUCO ranks. But I think you
0: still get some guys to hop in the portal too. Some of these bowl games finish up from some of these rosters that got like more important bowl games, Uh, New Year's Six bowls. A lot of that's about to happen. So um, hopefully we're tampering. Shout out to Edgar. I hit Edgar up to see if we can get figure out. Uh, who we tampering with. So hopefully we tampering in, in, when these New, new Year Six Bowls got uh, in, some of the guys that hit the portal were out there. But, yeah, there, there are some JUCO uh, names out there that have not prepared, um, but I have seen some JUCO names pop up from, in, in a lot of different positions. And I think do, do think this area we'll be uh, trying to close in on. Um, I do think the second portal, you're cutting it close. You may want to get – to be honest, you want to grab a few guys out of that late portal, but ideally you want the bulk of your guys in for spring practice to mm-hmm. start implementing uh, the new system and what they're transferring to.
1: Yeah. Uh, James Williams said, look at the schools they're transferring to. We need a complete roster overhaul. Uh, While I think that that's somewhat true, I do think that that schools where there's an opportunity at the lower level are going to yield more opportunities. You know, Georgia's not going to go in and try to grab, you know, 10, 12, 15 people out of the transfer portal every year. They're probably going after one or two, right? Same with Ohio State, same with Alabama. So just the opportunities are going to be a little bit more abundant. I don't think it's necessarily – this is just my opinion, just based on if a player goes to Nebraska or Temple or Akron or Toledo or USF, you know, that there wasn't other opportunities you know, at bigger schools or better schools, they're just might not be that spot. Right. Um, they're just, they're attacking things differently because recruiting's going, you know, a lot better, but I certainly appreciate that thought. And then I do want to, uh, shout out this, uh, this, uh, right. comment here. Silk smokes a chronic Nicker ups baseball in St. Tom Aquinas. And Dan is always fishing on a boat. I mean, that's a sentence right there. I mean, that's what actually, a mesh. Yeah, that that's that's who we are, a right, mesh, man. Um, yeah. all right, boys. Well, Nick, I think you have the song of the week this week, and uh, and we'll close out and wish everybody a great rest of the year. And we'll see you guys in 2020. Hey, man, one time for my
0: jaguars, man. One time for your sorry ass dolphins, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah, they are sorry. Yeah, four in a row. You Bro, we were eight and three. We needed to win one, maybe two games, mm-hmm. and we we're going to coast right into the playoffs. And now I got to worry about beating the Patriots or the Jets mm-hmm. next week or the week after. Um, my anxiety my anxiety's high. I thought, man, this was the year for the Dolphins. The Gators were down, but at least my Dolphins were going to carry me. But Alas, they, they've dolphined it up again.
0: My how the tables have turned. Shout out to my Jaguars Trevor Burst <laughs> looking like the best quarterback in the state of Florida and one of the best in the leagues, man. Futures Bright and Duval. Hmm. At feeling, least Nick? something's bright there. Nick, you got something to say about your
1: dolphins?
2: Yeah, uh, got I gotta watch the uh, the game with my dad uh here in <laughs> South Florida, so that was nice.
1: Was it's great it's all great memories, you know? Say
2: handing out Santua just handing out gifts.
0: Did you at least
2: take the jackets off? The jackets were off. Yeah, <laughs> ja- jackets were off. Um, where how crazy do I want to go?
0: Um,
2: let's go. I got this. Uh, this I think this song I can't remember if I've done this song alone or not. Um, That's all right. It's called "She Likes My Tattoos" by Party Alone.
0: I like names like that. A group name. This alone. was.
2: Like uh, it's just. I think it's just a dude. It was. It was. Yeah. It was like a. It, it was like a, he. He, he must have bought like so yeah, he parties alone. alone so, <laughs> come yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's just
0: a dude. That's on I me. Mean. He
2: bought he he bought uh he bought some Instagram ads, so like as I'm scrolling through stories, the song kept popping up. It's uh it's a catchy little jingle. Not not normal, not normally my cup of tea,
1: but a catchy little jingle. She likes my tattoos. My like, party alone? Party alone. That's my type of guy,
2: man. Yeah, oh. it spells it yeah, weird though. Yeah yeah. Like party, like of party yeah, yeah, party
1: like John party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party alone. P A R D
2: Y A L O N E. One word. Party alone. Definite Gen Z.
1: Yeah. Oh, know. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week.
0: Same corner, same time. And y'all hold it down. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Be safe. Travel smart. You already know.
1: Yeah. Appreciate everybody that listened in. I think we had like 200 and something people listening at one time. Oh, so nice appreciate man. you guys on YouTube checking us out. Boys, we'll, we'll see you guys in well, next Will next Monday be uh, the first? Next month, yeah, we'll have to figure out. We'll figure out next, uh, next unless week.
0: they change something on the calendar, Nick.
1: Yep, next, hey, uh, well,
2: then, then, then well, we're, no, not next doing, Monday, we're not doing well, it. We're, we're not so doing it. We're not doing a next New Year's is
0: Day second. 9 a.m.
2: Oh, yeah, be yeah. Calendar,
1: next safe. Monday, next Monday is uh, January 2nd, actually. So, hmm. uh, they did change something up on the calendar for you. Um, the uh, New Year's Day is next Sunday, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All New right. Still
0: early right, up like it's
1: 1999 <laughs> well, go watch out for y2k boys we'll see you guys
3: She like my tattoos Malibu and coke mixed with some orange juice She can't tell lies, so she just say I love you no. Ain't no telling what she going do on her next move She month. the best thing, I don't wanna stress her uh. Look she was right still I been needing alcohol to fix how I feel Ay, you were right then I let all my demons sit around right inside my head Again She like my tattoos Malibu and coke makes with some orange juice She can't tell lies so Say I love you. No. Ain't no telling what she gonna do on her next move. Manifesting, I don't wanna stress her But uh. she was right still. I've been needing alcohol to fix how I feel. Hey, you were right then? I let all my demons sit around inside my head. Again, setting her again. an S.O.S So I save my soul. So this alcohol's gonna take control. And all my oh, demons come out tonight. And I'm scared to let you see them. And I'm scared to break your heart Cause every time you leave me I get sad and fall apart Baby, welcome to the free show Juice. She can't tell lies. She just say I love you. Ain't no telling what she gonna do on her next move. best I don't wanna stress her. But uh. she was right still. I have been needing alcohol to fix how I feel. Hey, you are right then. I let all my demons sit around right inside my head again. She like my tattoos Malibu and coke mixed with some orange juice She can't tell lies lie, she said I love you Ain't no telling what she gonna do on her next she move And the best thing, I don't wanna stress her uh. like if she was right still I have been needing alcohol to fix how I feel And you were right then I let all my demons sit around inside my head Again She like my tattoos Malibu and coke mixed with some orange juice. She can't tell lies. She just say I love you. No. Ain't no her what she gonna do on her next move. And the next move is all that I need. Wake up, get fucked up, girl, take my hand. I want what you got, so can I have it? I want you. So tell me what you wanted from She me. like my tattoos. Malibu and coke mixed with some orange juice. She can't tell lies. She just say I love you. No. Ain't no her what she gonna do on her next she move. She like my tattoos